A two bedroom, one bathroom, 864 square foot home. That holds 200 demons. Back in 2011, Latoya Amons claims that her and her three children were possessed by those demons, and that her house was haunted, but not only that, it was a portal to hell. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Case File, I'm Hayden. I've got a good story lined up for you here, and it's certainly one of the most interesting and convincing possession cases that I've ever seen. Everything started back in 2011 when LaToya Ammons bought 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. It all seemed normal for the family of four, LaToya, her mother Rosa, and the three children, two boys and a girl. However, the first thing they began to notice were big black horseflies on the screened-in porch, which is a pretty common occurrence for everyone here in Indiana. However, this was in the dead of winter. Something so small and seemingly harmless was only a prelude of what's to come. After some time, the family began noticing footsteps coming up the basement stairs at night. These footsteps would continue throughout the entire night, and it sounded like people were always moving up and down the stairs. However, the problem with that though is nobody lived in the basement, and nobody even really went down in the basement. Another fairly consistent thing that they would hear, and which started pretty early on, was a noise that they could only describe as dogs barking. The first major event was the first possession. It was a pretty normal night for the Amons. Everyone was going to bed before 8 because that's the only way they could get sleep in this house. Except, Latoya noticed some commotion in her daughter's bedroom, so she went to go check up on her. However, when she walked in, her daughter's bed was levitating, with her on it. She called the entire family over to see what was going on. Except, when this happened, it only got worse, and her daughter began to speak in an unknown language. That event took less than five minutes to occur, and small possessions like that would go on for the next couple months to nearly every member of the family, except Rosa, because she claimed that she was given protection from demons when she was a little girl. After months of this torment, the children began to miss school, and because of that, Child Protective Services intervened. Once they went to investigate the home, they found candles, Bibles, and crucifixes strewn about the first floor. However, the most interesting thing they would find would be in the basement. They found an altar with salt around it that Grandmother Rosa was told made by Father Maginot, a local parish priest who the Amons requested help from. Along with that, Charles Austin noticed something peculiar. I immediately started walking. And as I walked, I say, that's weird. I don't know that much about construction, but why would somebody concrete a whole basement and leave dirt under the stairs? I say, that don't make sense. And as I looked closer, I saw a foil pan with a candle. Don't make sense. After this welfare check, things seemed to be going on the up and up. With things around the house slowly calming down, the Amons began to relax. However, this lasted a very short amount of time. Within a couple days, the paranormal activity started up again with a vengeance. With that, the Amons were getting fed up with everything. The sleepless nights, the nights spent at a hotel room, and other family members' homes. So, they called their family doctor, who said it seemed like a trick of their minds. On that date, April 19th, 
Someone at the family doctor's office called the police again, and the children were taken to the hospital, where they went under physical and psychological analysis, where the children exhibited odd behavior. The two boys would talk in deep, unnatural voices and tell each other that they were going to kill one another. However, the strangest event to occur would be witnessed by a CPS worker, a hospital psychologist, a nurse, and Grandmother Rosa. The two boys were taken to a small room to undergo some more psychological evaluations, where it started off pretty normally with the boys answering the questions just fine. Then, the younger boy's eyes rolled into the back of his head, and he said something in that same deep, unnatural voice. I will kill you. He said that to his older brother. The boys proceeded to start fighting, and it took all adults present to pull them apart. And these boys were no older than 10 years old, which is a pretty impressive feat. The next part was certainly a surprise to everyone in the room, and by far one of the strangest things to ever be written in a CPS report. After the two boys were broken up, the older one continuously headbutted his grandmother in the stomach, and so they decided to end the evaluation for that day. But before they all could leave the room, the youngest boy went up to the wall and began to walk up backwards, causing everyone to flee the room in panic. The children remained in the care of Child Protective Services for several months while LaToya and Rosa truly tried to exercise their demons. Several weeks after the hospital incident, LaToya and Rosa were living back in their home with still everything going on in it and seemingly never to abate. So they contacted once again Father Maginot, who decided to perform a minor exorcism on LaToya. Father Maginot went with CPS and police to go check up on the family. While Father Maginot was doing his minor exorcism on LaToya, where he cast out several demons, and while doing so, LaToya would periodically convulse when a cross would be placed on her head. Now here's some audio from Father Maginot's actual exorcism of LaToya Amons. Behold the cross of the Lord, fleet bands of enemy. May you be snatched away and driven from the church of God and from the souls redeemed by the precious blood of the divine lamb. The police decided to investigate around the home. Their first discovery was a strange olive oil-like substance on the blinds. Thinking it was the grandmother putting it on there, they decided to wipe it off and stand guard outside the door to make sure no one would get in. Forty minutes later, they entered the room again, and the strange oil-like substance was still there. They then went to the basement to go dig up the dirt underneath the stairs. They dug and dug until, around four feet down, the officers found some interesting items. A pink clip-on nail, a small boy's sock, and some women's underwear. Certainly something strange to find under a staircase. After digging up those items, Charles Austin had this to say about the house. We only assumed because we had no expertise that this was a portal to hell. The minor exorcism seemed to help clear some things up for LaToya, and she was finally able to relax for some time. While that was going on, Father Maginot was trying to obtain the right to do a full exorcism from the Archbishop of Gary. The difference being the former can be done by a parish priest without approval, and the latter having to be approved. This request was quickly approved, seeing how dire the case was. Father Maginot asked LaToya to do some research and figure out which demons are causing her troubles. Well, she did the research and came up with one name, Beelzebub, who has been known to terrorize small children and women. Father Maginot was finally ready to do the exorcism. 
He did it with a lot of passion as to ward off the evil demons in the house and that tormented these people. The whole ordeal took several days to complete, and once it was, Latoya was finally cleared of all her demons. Once that was complete, the Amiens children were finally permitted to come live with their mother and grandmother once more. And in the time that the children were away, they seemed to become much better and seemed to have the whole ordeal behind them. To finalize their new beginning, they sold their house and moved to Indianapolis in 2012. thought that this was going to be the end of this house's reign of terror? Well, think again. There's going to be an unprecedented part two of this story, where we cover the aftermath of this house and all that entails. But thanks for listening to this episode of The Case File. I've been your host, Hayden. Be sure to look at the other great shows on 91.3 WHJE.com.